take a deep breath. There are about 56 stillion atoms in every breath that you breathe in. That's a five, followed by 22 zeros. Seven octillion atoms make up your body. That's a seven, followed by 27 zeros. The whole of planet Earth is composed of 100 quindecillion atoms, or a one, followed by 50 zeros. In the entire observable universe, 46 billion light-years across, there are thought to be up to 100,000 quadrillion vigintillion atoms, or a one, followed by 82 zeros. And the biggest number in the cosmos can actually be arrived at by dividing the total volume of the observable universe by the smallest possible unit of volume, the Planck space. Dividing everything we can see into minuscule cubes, we end up with 1 times 10 to the power of 185 of those cubes. And yet that is not yet the biggest number that humans have conceived. Take, for example, the Goliath that is tree 3. As Antonio Padilla, physicist at Nottingham University, puts it, Everything you think you know is dwarfed into nothing. Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast with Red Dead 2023 and, and Mama Casey. Ooh, I didn't even have to introduce her because she's just so on it, folks. This is about the fourth one I've been on. Fourth? Fifth? Babe, I don't keep track. Babe. But I'm happy to be here. But, but in some way you're on all of them because you're the love of my life. Thanks for the promo. So, on top of everything, she's been busy with life in her new job. I've been busy with podcasting in that band. And this morning, we actually tracked the episode coming out this Friday. So, hold on to your butts for that because it's a biggie. And actually, no, I don't know when this is coming out. So, whatever it is, it's good. Today, we're going to tackle the subject of the eight that fell over sideways the drunk <laughs> infinity <laughs> sign. Um. Yeah, we're going to talk about the history of infinity. Let's get some infinity music. This is a little bit like Circus Clown Town, do, 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 instead of existential dread infinity. What does it mean? We'll see. Get some, some vibey music going on. Well, I mean, obviously, I love you. Do you have anything to update on your recent haps? Um, no, my brain is totally on this infinity. It's a very interesting subject. Did you, when was the first time you remember hearing about infinity? Uh, the first time I had an actual concept, I was in the first grade and 
and my teeth were real bad because I was eating some Tootsie Rolls in the night. So I had a bunch of... Tootsie Rolls? Yes, and then I didn't brush my teeth, and so I got some cavities, and they put that nitrous oxide laughing gas while they did my teeth, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, filled the filling. And I remember closing my eyes, and all of a sudden I was sinking into the dentist chair, and then it... Like my perspective zoomed out, zoomed out, zoomed out until I could see the world as a tiny speck and I'm like in the blackness with stars around me and I quickly opened my eyes because that was too much. And that was the first time in my brain I had a concept of, oh my gosh, this does this never end? I was too scared to find out. So what happened to you there is the aux cord became loose on the back of your That's what drugs soul. would do to a little kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was trippy, for sure. For a second, you got a little feedback happening. Yeah, a glimpse of, oh boy, I want to stay in my body because... All the angels and demons are running around having a battle, and you see like like a almost like Game of Thrones battle happening, and you're like, wait, what is this? What? No. And it's... And you see Neo from the Matrix run by, and the Trix rabbit is chasing him. I mean, maybe that would have been in my brain if I was your brain. That's true. That sounds like your brain. That sounds a lot like my brain. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, we we literally just discussed this together. Um, our displeasure with the subject of mathematics yeah. growing up. I'm not a huge fan. I have always not been a huge fan. And I hate that I'm not a huge fan because my father is such a huge fan. And... As per the huge, as his only son, I really wanted to be great at math. Mm-hmm. And it's just the second they started incorporating letters into numbers, I went, this isn't English. And I got mad. And I can, you know, when you get mad, the next phase is sad. And then your brain's like, I'm not learning any of this bullcrap. Right. Bull and crap. and uh, as per the huge as a teenager i rebelled against it and the more it's come up the less i've liked it as i aged and then now i'm guess i'm kind of indifferent especially because calculators on your on your phones and like i'd like to pretend like i'm smart when i'm watching those movies where the guys got the chalkboard and he's like yeah and you see this is some people love it the concept the theory of everything. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Yes. And the robots clap. But, like, that's not necessarily what that is. Um, but infinity, I could grasp. It. it it's just... Um, this is also kind of a behind the curtain. I'm actually kind of terrified of the concept of infinity, which is why I played a scarier opening clip. Yeah, I think most people are because philosophers, mathematicians, everybody has kind of delved into what is out there. Is it ever growing? Well, that's the that's it's the th- so much unknown. Well, that's the thing is like I always try to think of the world again, and I've brought this up many times as like a giant hive mind. We're pushing our best into those fields, hopefully, like into history, into science, into math, into um, English. You know, like you would hope that the best musicians play music. You would hope that the best artists make art. The best um, person for the job. And when it comes to the good and the bad in this in this world, you you really hope that uh, 
the best foot is being put forward. Like we had, we just watched the Oppenheimer movie, good movie, recommend, and Einstein's in that, and Oppenheimer's in it, and those at the time were like the smartest people in the world. A lot of them are shown in the movie, and now we have, fuck, I don't know, Elon Musk, <laughs> which is kind of sad, because it's it is what it is, I guess, but. Um, there's just this kind of commercialization of intellect that kind of bothers me, like seeing all the apps that are like, make you smarter, spend two minutes doing this. And I don't know if it's just a Chinese app that's going to take my social security number somehow, or it's just an app used to like spy on me. Who knows? Maybe that's a little too conspiratorial, but look at all I'm saying is infinity. It's scary to me. And so our, so let's spaces talk that are about too big. It. The goal of this podcast is to prove Albert Einstein right when he said, Two things are infinite the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. Damn, Einstein. Ugh. Infinity is that which is boundless, endless, or larger than any natural number. It is often denoted by the infinity symbol, the sideways eight. Or two boobs. Yeah. That's what I saw as a kid. I was like, (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, those songs that never end. That's a... It's a great pull. It's not true in Pity, though. Was creature called Lammy? Lamb Chop? Lamb Chop. Oh, my gosh. I was just, like, just too old for that during the time, but I remember the song that never ends. That's true. I think there was, like, some famous lady that was on that, too, like the host of that 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 might be do uh like the perfect 90s mom or or 80s yeah um interesting but yes that would be one of the first times i ever heard of the concept of infinity was hearing lamb chop saying that song about the song that never ends going on and on and oh on really that was that was your yeah like, wow, because it goes on and on boy well i thought of it more as like oh this is something meant to annoy your sibling like you yeah. sing this as like a nursery rhyme or something, which we should do an episode on nurse old like nursery rhymes. Oh, I'd love that. Because did you know the origin of Ring Around the Rosie came from the Black Death? Yeah, pocket full of posies. posies yeah, to mask that smell of death. Right. <laughs> ashes, ashes, we all fall down. All right, continuing on. Uh, since the time of the ancient Greeks, the philosoph- philosophical nature of infinity was the subject of many discussions among philosophers. In the 17th century, with the introduction of the infinity symbol and the infinitesimal calculus, mathematicians began to work with infinite series and what some mathematicians include um, regarded as infinitely small quantities. But infinity continued to be associated with endless processes. As mathematicians struggled with the foundation of calculus, it remained unclear whether infinity could be considered as a number or a magnitude, and if so, how this could be done. At the end of the 19th century, George Cantor, who we heard talked about in a documentary about infinity that is on Netflix, which I will cite in a minute here, George Cantor enlarged the mathematical study of infinity by studying infinite sets and infinite numbers, showing that they can be of various sizes. For example, if a line is viewed as the set of all its points, their infinite number, i.e. the cardinality of the line, is larger than the number of integers. 
In this usage, infinity is a mathematical concept, and infinite mathematical objects can be studied, manipulated, and used just like any other mathematical object. That's actually very brilliant and makes sense when I read it like that. Yeah. So the idea is if you use something, even though it, ha it has no end or beginning, or I'm sorry, it has a beginning, it has no end, you can you can use it as a set. You just have to think of it as going on forever. Right. So you can, you know, take that symbol and say, I have infinity plus infinity next to each other, which is, the, I got chills thinking about that. Cause it's like that, I don't know what that is, but like, so, okay, here, let me, I'm going to unpack this while we're talking. Cause that's what a podcast is. When I was a kid, I remember specifically, my dad took me out to the PCH in Las Vegas area. We we're driving through New Mexico or yeah, Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada. We're driving through Nevada at night, super dark. Sky UFO of faux time. Well, future episode. Looking at the sky it was beautiful, and I was. We were listening to the. I always play '90s trance music on our speaker. Yeah. It was that CD that I always play, and I was listening. That's why I go back to it a lot. And I remember I got the chills, and it was like for like five minutes because I was just realizing like as I'm looking up at the sky I'm like oh that goes on forever yeah what if what if gravity just reversed for some reason I mean lesser things have happened or cr crazier things have happened magnets don't make sense to me but they somehow make sense what if the gravity just decided okay now everything falls up wasn't that an insane clown posse song what are magnets <laughs> I mean I'm sure I wouldn't put it past those Fago lovers, but the thing about it is, is that yes, like there's, there's, um, there is this concept of going forever. And when I think about that, it's like, if I don't know when I'm going to stop, that's so scary to me. Yeah. My son, Simon had that. He would get night terrors and say, do we go on and on and on and on forever? I don't want mm -hmm. it. We're going to... He he had this weird thing, like he felt like he was going to get bored. And then he could never get out of the loop. Well, I think there are grounding techniques. Because I think that somewhere in that nucleus of that thought is where my anxiety lives. Right. So... So what I, what I surmised from that was that we're on a spinning rock. Okay, that's going fast as fuck. We can't see it moving because we're constantly on it. So falling forever would just get normal after a while. Yeah. It's like the concept of hell to me, right? Yeah. If you're being, if pain is constant, eventually you forget about it. Right. It's like, okay, do your worst. At this point, I've seen it all. It's true. We're numb to a lot. So... That's, that's that's a grounding technique though for me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry if I if I sidetracked there for so the mathematical concept of infinity refines and extends the old philosoph philosophical concept in particular by introducing infinitely many different sizes of infinite sets. Among the axioms of the Zermelo Frankel set theory on which most of modern mathematics can be developed is the axiom of infinity, which guarantees the existence of infinite sets. The mathematical concept of infinity and the manipulation of infinite sets are used everywhere in mathematics, even in the areas such as 
combinator com combinatorics combinatorics that may seem to have nothing to do with them. For example, Weil's proof of Fermel's last theorem implicitly relies on the existence of very large infinite sets for solving a long-standing problem that is stated in terms of elementary arithmetic. We'll get into the history more here for a second, but do you have anything you wanted to add to that, Honey Bunny? Uh, when I think of infinity, I, th I think less of mathematical equations or sums of things, and I think more kind of, I guess, spiritual level. It For me, the reason why I believe in like a source or a higher power is just because of how wild and mysterious the vast universe existence that keeps expanding is i think that is a wild concept and it comforts me like it for some people maybe the fear of the unknown creates like an anxiety but for me it comforts me because um i don't because i don't understand it like i need something that is i mean <laughs> trust me there's pretty much any anything in existence is going to be like smarter than the small amount that i know on mm -hmm. this earth and my small experience and view and everything but um the the fact that there's something broader and bigger and ever expanding and creating it's just See, I, I like that you know when you watch a movie and some or read a book and something seems a little more like like it's almost so dense and such a vast concept that you don't fully grasp it but you understand it yes well the parts that you understand you're like okay i'm tracking and i want to learn more right yes i think that is a lot of what my spiritual journey is and a lot of what touching the concept of god has meant is being able to understand what you just said completely Oh, so so you have a longing to fully grasp everything? Well, not necessarily. Or or just I, the I, fun of going. I like the fun of the adventure yes. of understanding. Yes. I don't. I don't get. Um, and this is, I think, what helps me to be a creative person in general. I don't get bogged down by the speed bumps that can happen. Or the the moments where I go, well, this doesn't make any sense. But I don't, I don't completely get rid of all theories that are on the table that makes any sense. Oh, that's so, like, a very good place to be because even if you lock down on a certain theory, that's going to shift and change exactly. as you learn more. And that's exactly why I think it's completely like you. There's no way you can completely completely marry yourself to one phase of thinking because if you completely well, do then that you then you're, in your ways you get set in your ways and that's uh, to me that means death well it's kind of gross too who you know you, we all have those relatives that you're like you can't even well you can't even display a new idea without them completely shutting it down we're talking about a timeline that's one generation yeah. Most people hit 25, the frontal cortex forms, and they go, that's it. This is my... Yes, to make them feel safe. That's that's the whole purpose of that. Right. But rather than feel safe, use grounding techniques and techniques and expand your mind to open other possibilities. You know, listen, become a voracious reader. 
understand the people you disagree with. Or just be curious in general and non-judgmental. I think that helps a ton. Yes, for sure. Oh, my guard dog. My guard dog's hearing something. Oh, no. Oh, I'm 12 pounds. I'm going to get you. Come here, Burl. So, ancient cultures, the history of it, had various ideas about the nature of infinity. The ancient Indians and the Greeks did not define infinity in precise formalisms as does modern mathematics and instead approached infinity as a philosophical concept, which I think is how you start as a kid, like how you understand those things. In early Greek, the earliest recorded idea of infinity in Greece may be at that uh, of an example. Man, these names, I the Greek names really get me. Anax, Anaximander, a pre-Socratic Greek philosopher, he used the word aperion, which means unbounded, indefinite, and perhaps can be translated as infinite. Aperion, that's a beautiful word. A P E I R O N. Aristotle, from 350 BC, distinguished potential infinity from actual infinity, which he regarded as impossible due to the various paradoxes it seemed to produce. It has been argued that in line with this view, the Hellenistic Greeks have had a horror of the infinite. Maybe it's maybe it maybe it is one of those things that's grandfathered in from past generations that fear of infinity. Well, it's just the fear of the unknown, which is gonna be around forever, right? Because there's gonna always be something unknown, and I think I think that's good. I like chaos theory. I like expansion. I like all of that because when does predictability become a liability? You know, that's where. It's good. It's good to have a, a center and like a grounding and, you know, some pre- some predictability in life is very essential, of course. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I feel like when we get older, we start to question a lot of things now. I think in this generation, we're having uh, my, if not mild, epic in the long term, uh, period of awakening. Yeah. Because I hear more people using like psilocybin, mushrooms, DMT, than anything. Like people I would have never imagined are like, I had my mind exploded by some yoga, hot yoga, and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely weed. used in the right safe circumstance for a purpose and an intention. I think that it's for sure a shortcut to uh getting a glimpse of infinity which essentially is like god right it it encompasses everything for sure no i agree um so the horror of the infinite let's talk about that a bit which would be for example explain why euclid from 300 bc did not say that there are an infinite infinity of primes but rather prime numbers are more than any assigned multitude of prime numbers it has also been maintained that in providing the infinitude of the prime numbers euclid quote was the first to overcome the horror of the infinite unquote 
There is a similar controversy concerning Euclid's parallel postulate, sometimes translated. If a straight line falling across two other straight lines makes internal angles of the same side of itself whose sum is less than two right angles, then the two other straight lines being produced to infinity meet on that side of the original straight line that the sum of the internal angles is less than the two right angles. That sounds like something my dad would say to me and would have went... You would have said, that sounds like Greek goulash. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite Greek food? Infinity goulash. (laughs) Did the quiz ever make you Greek food? Oh my gosh, yes. Mama Mm. Pam. Mm You would come into their house and they would have more options than I ever grew up with. I had a meat, a potato, and a veggie. They would have four different pasta things and then also some homemade bread and then a whole nother cannoli and then lasagna and oh my gosh. I mean, it's good eating. And then a bunch of salads. I was like, I will live here. Mm -hmm. I will live here. So let's talk about the early Indians. The Jain mathematical text from Surya Pranjamti classifies all numbers into three sets, innumerable, innumerable, and infinite. Each of these are f- were, was further subdivided into three orders, innumerable, lowest, intermediate, and highest, innumerable, so it's N-E-numerable, innumerable, so E-N-U-M-E-R-A-B-L-E, and in I-N-N-U-M-E-R-A-B-L-E. Nearly innumerable, truly innumerable, and innurably innumerable. Infinite, nearly infinite, truly infinite, infinitely infinite. Babe, you sound like you are rapping a song to me. I know. 17th century. In the 17th century, European mathematicians started using infinite numbers and infinite expressions in a systematic fashion. In 1655, John Wallace first used the notation, the sideways eight, for for such a number in his de-sectionibus concesis and exploited it in area calculations by dividing the region into intestinal strips of width on the order of one over sideways eight. But in Arithmetica in Fortium from 1656, he indicates infinite series, infinite products, and infinite continued fractions by writing down a few terms or factors and then appending is in 1, 6, 12, 18, 24, and C. So in 1699, Isaac Newton, there's a fellow we deserve to do a full episode on, wrote about equations with an infinite number of terms in his work, De Analysi per Equations Numero Terminoria Infantas. You know what's crazy is you can kind of define, I always get confused, but also I understand when I hear those words. If you get what my drift, like when you sometimes you see French or another language and you're like, I get it. Well, explain it to me then. Well, the analysis of of equations, numbers, and terms in infinity basically is what that says without even defining the... It's in like Latin or whatever Isaac Newton was deciding to write in that day. Yeah. So... Uh, Herman Whale opened a mathematico-philosophic address given in 1930 with Mathematics is the Science of the Infinite. No wonder I've been appalled by math. It's scary. 
Right. Spooky numbers. Here comes a fraction. Watch out. Yeah. Not afraid of much, but those I mean, numbers will get you. If I was in a scream movie and I picked up the phone and the person said, "You're going to die unless you know." 5,323 divided by 8. Go! You got a wrong number, dude. I'd be like, I'm dead. I'm about to see the infinite. I'd whip out my iPhone and be like, (laughs) (laughs) Siri, do this. What, can you say that again? Uh, you space? would make a. You would see that is why you are going to uh, survive the apocalypse. Because right away I'm like, I'm not trying to get robot thing to do anything for me. I just give up. Well, like I'm dead. If a serial killer wanted to kill me, be, and he said I needed to do like crazy high math in order to like get out of that fatality. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would I would figure out that the guy was a huge nerd and I could probably beat the shit out of him. Oh. If he wasn't literally Stephen Hawking in a robotic chair outside just right. auto-calling me or just some weird, like, dude in a foreign land who's just calling people on a burner phone so you to would make throw his arms. You, you would try yes. to just beat him up. Oh, so Nobody you, needs to ask you a stupid math question. And so you, you would just go for it, and then boom, the gun comes out, and you're dead. Okay, so what I, I mean, would that's do a skit, a serial is, I, yeah, is I would distract him and say, oh my gosh, you seem a little hangry. Let's get you some protein and some water. And then he'd be like, yeah, you're right. I haven't eaten in quite some time. And then I'd be making food, and then as he was do eating, gr- I'd run away. Any, do you have any Greek food? I'd be like, Let, look, I, I'm missing one ingredient i'm gonna go to the store i promise i'll come right back 911. that's how i try to survive well we both survived scream mathematica yay not using math too Mm-hmm. so um let's get real here though i'm let's, ready let's talk about like more modern math or more ma- mo- more modern infinity um do you the first published proposal that the universe is infinite came from Thomas Diggies in 1576. Okay. 8 years later in 1584 the Italian philosopher and astronomer Giordano Bruno mm-hmm. <laughs> proposed an unbounded universe in on the infinite universe and worlds. Innumerals Quote, innumerable suns exist, innumerable earths revolve around these suns in a manner similar to the way the seven planets revolve around our sun. Living beings inhabit these worlds. I mean, they've talked about it in movies forever. There's like, there's another version of you, except for it's like an evil version, or there's another version of you, but you like become president. There's a. Or like sliding doors. You could have met somebody different and got a different job and everything is completely different. Do you think that all the different versions of you are connected? Um, Do you think when you dream you run into their lives? Oh, that's an interesting concept. Um, I, It's none of my business and I'm fine with that. So you're of the belief that it's none of your business what other yous are up to? No, I'm, trying to, I'm busy trying to keep my boat afloat. I can't be dealing with their bullshit i got my own to-do list but i don't know i don't care i really don't <laughs> you bump into another version of you and they're like is your vape dead can you get me another well, one Well, look sometimes it's 
Ooh, pina colada. Interesting. And that's how you make friends is you meet somebody who has a lot of similarities to you and then it's like another you almost. True. Because and then you can really bond with them, you know? Because you get each other. If you had to spend your day with three other versions of you, what would you do? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Then it Sun really, up to sundown. It really depends on what versions are we talking about. Like my same age, my same stage, different stages of me, different ages of like to give give me these three people that I'm hanging out with. They're just three versions of the current you except for a little different. Minor differences. What what we would do? Yeah. Okay, probably go take a hike <laughs> and then get ice cream and then just chat. I don't know. Just like, oh, what do you think about this? What do you oh yes, I think like that. Or I don't know. Like I what I would do with any friend. I would be a friend. Interesting. What would you do? With three bite, of the, the throw ba- arms. Why would I throw arms? I at don't me? know. You're trying to Kill the math, dude. I just don't know. I'm not throwing I'm not arms killing at you. Math. Okay, what are you gonna do with your other three Ryan's? Um. Okay. Well, first of all, we would we would work on some music. Nice. And then I'd ask them what other Casey is like in the other dimension. Ooh, and little gas. If any of them hadn't met you yet. Right. Which we have already. Possible. Well, yeah, we've or experienced that in our own life I already. Met the version of you who met you when he was twenty, and you were married and had six kids and had what? an amazing business. What? I didn't ever have six kids. I'm just saying, in that version, sliding oh, doors, no. things could no, have been different. No, you're right. You know what? There is a version out me out there with six kids. I do. I do think that. I don't know. It's so interesting. I think we've talked about this a lot, like how hard things or you know, your expectations and hopes and dreams get dashed a lot. And you're like, this is a scam. But really, it helps, you know, it helps you grow to understand deeper things. And disappointment and failure is essential to life. True. I mean, that's why, it, I mean, it's happening either way. If it's essential or not, it's happening. Um, and I think that the version of me who, like, maybe found the perfect or you know somebody who who got along with me and I stayed married with them and we had six kids and we were so kind to each other and it like all worked out um that version would be very happy but she would also be very naive and not understanding um in a lot of ways and probably a little more judgmental you know I think if things work out for people too well too often they can it's hard for them to remember that not everything just comes so easy and then they just could get really judgmental about other people so i i like the fact that in this version of infinity that i'm in that i've had to really think about the deep parts of life interesting I I think that you're a very intelligent person and I think a lot of that does come from the timeline that you've been on. Well, I don't know if I'm intelligent. I I try to be kind and compassionate. You're also humble. Well, I'm just spitting facts. I don't know a lot of facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have an open heart and a listening ear. So, but you're also you will talk and like i said before i don't absorb 
information like your brain does you're you are one of the smartest people i know just because your brain is a sponge and it's it's hungry for that where i'm more like an activities person let's go play volleyball take a hike let's get a go on a hike (laughs) well i think that that correlates into this concept of infinity because if you had met a different version of you i think that version would be just as great Oh, well, that's sweet. You know, I have not been great in every no, and time I know. of it's, my life. It's, it, it's perfection and imperfections, too. We talked about this today, actually, when we did the episode that's it's already come out at this point. So it was on Nirvana, and we talked about how some of the our favorite music has imperfections in it. Right. Because you can tell who's playing it. Yeah, it's that there, unique thumbprint. It's a unique, unique way. Like, mm-hmm. So when we did the Queens of the Stone Age episode, we talked specifically about how we love Josh Homme because when he learned how to play, he learned to play playing like polka music, right. which of all so styles of music. So that's be like a little accent in his music, yeah, right? Like a little, like a little way of the way that he plays. And the way that I learned how to play was from like detuned like chugga chugga riffs but also shoegaze music so all the guitars have to sound like symphonies and all the all the riffs have to sound massive deftone style so it all adds up to the person and the person creates the the final product really um so i have a taboo question for you if you want me to ask it all right let's go let's go if those different versions of you ran into different versions of or no ran into me and i didn't know it was a different version of you oh 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 let me tell you what would have happened if when i saw you at the quist's house with all that greek food um so okay for the listeners ryan and i are 40 now and um we met each other a year and a half ago mm-hmm. almost two years ago something like that um but i had seen him when i was 18 i believe mm-hmm. and you were also 18 but you were still um in i was about to start my first year of college and you were about to start your senior year so even though we were the same age we were in different grades um so i i because I asked about you when I saw you. I asked one of the sisters, I was like, who's that? And, um, oh, this is Ryan. And then I found out your age and I'm like, oh man, oh man. And then I found out you were a year younger, still in high school. And I was like, well, I'm off to college. So like, oh, well. But if I knew you back then, I was like, I was a Christian and I did not believe in, you know, smoking or anything bad like that. So if I knew that, you know, you did something a little bit naughty outside of the Christian box, at that point, I would have been like, oh, it's not, that's not a, um, that's not an option. It's not a good thing. Right. So that version back then, you wouldn't have recognized me. I think if we could have just hung out and not had to even talk about any stance on anything like religious, um, 
I would have, I, I, I mean, you're still you and I'm still me at our core. Right. You know, so even though I was a clueless, like I'm a kid and, you know, you want to stay safe and do the right things. And if you're growing up in a culture that these, this is laid out for you, I'm going to try to like, you know, cause I want to be good. But in the core of me is like, I, I still want to be good to everybody and mm-hmm. so um i think if we were just like friends oh my gosh i think it would be the same is what i'm trying to say totally yeah so okay you answer that question um if if the multiple versions of me met you um it would have been amazing because we are peanut butter and jelly okay Next question. Just saying. It's very sweet. So George Cantor, I mentioned him before, he went further on this discussion than anyone. By asking a simple question, can we compare two sets of infinite numbers? Can one be bigger than the other? Do you think that's possible? An infinite, no ending. Can one infinite set be bigger than the other? Um, I think that if you're going to go there in your brain, you have to kind of think in just it's a different variation instead of what's bigger i think i think that measurement or judgment would have to actually be out of the equation if you're going to truly look at what what is before you that's Mm -hmm. my opinion and i'm not a mathematician more of a philosopher so one of the other things that boils down to mathematics is the concept of time travel they say the day that it is invented that's the starting point okay because you couldn't go beyond before that sure according to like the current set of research based on time travel right but you're also talking about something that was invented within our scope of reality so it's it's like if you get go outside of time you know i don't know it's it's still a loop. I don't know. This this is when it starts getting trippy, and it's it's hard to talk well, about no, it's because it's hard you're to talking, explain. You're you're sounding it out. Okay. It's getting the 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 words are coming up through the brainstem out the mouth. So <laughs> I think there's a part of you that understands, and then there's a part of you that's like this is that's my that's my fear with infinity is that it's so it's almost too hard to wrap your brain around at times. But here's the thing the the reality and the truth of it is still out there so for me how i ground myself in into the concept of infinity is uh like if i talk to a four-year-old about taxes Mm -hmm. he could understand that the ambulance comes when we call 911 that the roads are getting fixed kind of um that things are happening in our city that are being funded and but he's, he's not going to really understand that. So, But if I say taxes, he's going to get scared because he's like, I don't even know what to, I think I don't even know. But if I like try to sort of explain it, he's still not going to get it. And that is okay. And that is okay for me and my human brain to like kind of dance around, talk around the subject and not understand it. I still feel like, well, it exists if I understand it or not. So I'm, there's nothing for me personally to be afraid of. Does that make sense? That's a grounding technique, but yes. Well, yeah, in essence. it is, it totally is, but it 100% works for me. 
and all different things will work for you. If you're out there and you're also of the of the mindset that you are scared of infinity, please like our page Zanzizi Podcast <laughs> on Instagram and also rate and review on iTunes. And all your devices. There's an article called A Very Brief History of Infinity on Polytechnique uh, Insights.com, written by Pierre Henriquet, who is a doctor in nuclear physics, physics and columnist at Polytechnique Insights, dated February 23rd, 2022. And um, there's some interesting stuff here. So I, I keep coming back to this, but it really does kind of boggle me. The idea of comparing infinities. Um, <clears throat> he, and he writes, There is no need to understand or visualize infinity to use it. In the end, infinity is just a tool among many others that mathematics puts at our disposal to measure, calculate, and understand our environment. But a German mathematician from the end of the 19th century went much further than anyone else at the time to manipulate infinity or more precisely infinite sets. This is getting into our friend George, George Cantor. His answer lies in the way he compares two sets. Instead of counting the number of elements of the latter and comparing them, which cannot be done with an infinite set, the method consists in trying to match an element of the first set with an element of the second. If each element finds its partner and none remains alone, we call this a bijection, we can then say that the two sets are equal and this method applies to both finite and infinite sets. Wow, what a concept. So if they don't match very well, then it's just not a match. Then they're different, too different. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird, isn't it? I don't even know. I'm resorting to ninth grade Ryan, who just nodded. Yeah, at his dad. I'm like, no, no. I'm I'm asking some leading questions, and you're supposed to clear them up. <laughs> well, this is how we can prove that the size of the infinite set of positive integers is strictly equal to that set to that of the set of integers positive and negative. What's more, we can also show that although there are infinitely many fractions between two integers, the size of the set of integers is strictly equal to the size of the set of numbers that are written as fractions. However, it has also been proven that the set of real numbers, all numbers written with a decimal point and a finite or infinite number of decimal places is strictly larger than the set of integers. As counterintuitive as it may seem, two different infinities can have the same size, but conversely, not all infinite infinities are equal. <laughs> he just exploded into infinity. Impossible geometries. Can we draw figures with infinite parameters? Probably like a sample of them. Besides the circle which can be considered as a polygon with an infinite number of sides, other strange figures started to emerge during the second half of the 20th century. Fractals. Yes. One way to create them is to build them by iteration step by step. After an infinite number of steps, the figure is finished, and we can study its properties. The Von Koch Flake, for example, is an extraordinary figure, although its surface is finite, its perimeter is infinite. And I will post an image of the cock snowflake construction wow, on our Instagram. Click and save and subscribe, everybody. 
This kind of geometry has been successfully applied in the field of telecommunications since the end of the 80s. Fractal antennas have been developed whose length, if not infinite, is very large, but whose volume remains small, which allows to obtain compact and efficient systems. So, yeah. And that's a brief history of infinity. I've got a little quiz for you. Can I ask Shoot, you some my questions? Love. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Which thing is infinite on Earth? Infinite on Earth. Oxygen? There is nothing physically infinite. Trick question. Nothing. Everything okay. is going to die and decay. Even the Earth one day. We're getting yeah, closer. Yeah, but if it all dies and decays, doesn't it become something else? A tree, and then the tree dies, and then it becomes. I mean, we'll find squirrel out. Squirrel poop. We'll find out. You know. Will we find out? I don't or know. Will Everything... our consciousness in another way represent represented in another human being look at a tree and think, "Oh wow," and then not realize that that was their great 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 grandfather's ashes that turned into a tree. Yeah, and totally. Part of that tree drops an acorn. The acorn gets oh eaten gosh. by a squirrel. The squirrel poops it out. The poop becomes fertilizer for a, another plant. The plant gets eaten by a rabbit. The rabbit gets eaten by another human. Into human. infinity. Yeah. And beyond. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, why is infinity forever? Um, why is it? Because there had to be some sort of way to measure what goes on forever. No. It's just because it never comes to a stop. Okay. No, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, These questions are nice because now all of our brains are complete mush. And so, like some basic things, it's going to be hard to wrap around because that's what happens. Okay. Um, Oh, I don't know. Some of these, well, these are just facts. Uh, What's the biggest infinity called? It's called absolute infinity. What's the smallest infinity called? called elf zero a-l-e-p-h zero which is equal to the sum of all the integers elf one is two to the power of elf zero see this math stuff tell you it's for the birds it's for the elves (coughs) um elves do we believe in do you think there's elves I mean, there's infinite possibilities, and the cones in our eyes can only perceive so much, because it works off a of light. You think so? I mean, look, anything in our imagination is possible. That's what I do believe. Is it probable? I don't know. Come up with some goofy stuff, but goofier stuff is, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. And now, what, just three days, four days ago, they're like, uh, the government is talking about, yeah, there's this big cover-up about aliens and UFOs, and which all of us kind of already knew, because it's just been around, and you see stuff, and you hear... That we're going to have to do an episode on. I know, it's fascinating. It goes into this concept of infinity, where it's like, I don't know, especially with everything that's happened in the earth the last 10 years even it's not much is going to surprise us because a lot of surprising things just keep happening so i think it's good we're like in the acceptance phase of okay so there are aliens we kind of figured 
And now let's just learn more about them. And also, they, well, I guess there are stories of some people feeling like they got hurt or whatever. But um, so far, I think if we come to the table, assuming they come to peace, come in peace, I think it will be a greater chance of a good connection because if they don't come in peace it doesn't matter how we come to the table we're going to get blown up right (laughs) so let's just come in peace and then if they come in peace awesome then there's going to be so much more to explore and life is going to just explode with possibilities and things to learn glass half full i like it i think there is just that fear of i mean look we cohabitate in some regard with other countries and country people you know people can vary wild wildly and we're all the same species but just based on the area that you live in it can change your physical appearance even and language and that concept gets drawn even to the furthest extent when you i think think about creatures from another planet well who even knows if 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 they if they are gray aliens maybe they're invisible maybe they're multi-dimensional maybe they're maybe they're us in the future maybe they're us in teleporters like star okay. trek style so here's a cool thing that i just heard recently is instead of Did you get this off tiktok what no okay go ahead <laughs> um if we if we, I don't even have a TikTok. I know you're right. Um, Facebook Reels. <laughs> I do. I do watch those sometimes. It's kind of fun to doom scroll. If you, you just fine. need a brain break. Um, you're lovely always. If the concept of them being, I don't know, even a little bit human-like, you gotta. If you think outside of that, um, there's other species that or animals that have different intelligence than we do mm-hmm. and who's to say that like the movie alien they aren't like some big uh octopus with just like telepathic understanding no <laughs> the understanding of telepathy or something that is kind of beyond us that maybe sometimes we get a little glimpses of so we kind of know that they probably it probably exists or it does exist um yeah, there's just, there's probably, there absolutely is stuff beyond that we don't understand and we can't have a concept for because of our limited experience of the world around us. That's it. I so. love it when you break things down like that. <laughs> hey, be nice to my girlfriend. Okay. Slash future wife. Just saying. So, there's... We covered pretty solid amount of ground. We almost hit an hour here, and it seems like I know just about the same as it, it, at least. Well, we knew we knew that was going to happen. You know. Yeah, I'm not going to grasp a theorem in an in an evening doing an episode on this. I mean, we like full disclosure when we watched that Netflix documentary. I remember thinking like, uh. This is scary. It's called uh, A Trip to Infinity from 2022. It's an hour and 19 minutes. And it's interesting. I mean, there's some clips of of uh, 
Einstein and some interesting ways that they break down. They talk a lot about George Cantor. I remember him. But um, infinity gets into infinite possibilities, and so it's fun to tangent on that. And I think pretty close to the concept of talking about infinity, you, you can lead into talking about... Um, Endless mul- possibilities! Multiverses, which... Yeah we kind of discussed with our multiversions of ourselves. I just know that in all the versions, I love you. And thank you for making this version of our, my infinite world so amazing. You're just beautiful. You guys, his soul is shoegaze. Okay? Are you guys, Are you guys hearing this with me? It's beautiful. Listen to Swerve Driver. Listen to, listen to My Bloody Valentine. You'll get it. Um, yeah, that's about it. I would say... If you're looking for more about theorems, though, quick Google will help. There's, like I said, that documentary. And if you're scared of that stuff, phobias are also a real thing. And there's like a whole list of phobias you can find online. Uh, Do you know some people are scared of clowns? Just kidding. (laughs) That's like everybody. Um, No, I'm not scared of clowns unless they have a big cleaver coming towards me in the night. Wait, is do you have any phobias? Do I have a phobia? Um, uh, I guess I, I don't like... Well, we talked about this. I don't like math equations. I don't want to sit down and do math. That's a phobia. Uh, I really don't feel, like, in general, that I'm scared of much. Um... I, I think that ship has sailed. What what can I be afraid of now? You know, life is life. Crazy things happen. You try to get through it or you don't. You have your grounding techniques. You have your vices. You have your love. You have your bed. Right. Or, you know, if it's hard to cope, which, you know, this world is hard to cope. Um, and you've been through certain things you know, we have prescriptions, we have doctors, we have natural pathy, we have a lot, there's a lot of options. And in the pursuit of those options, maybe you won't always get or ever get to a point of complete peace. But I think that it's still a worthy endeavor. Um, it's, it's a good path to try, mm-hmm. you know, keeps Apir- you busy either way. Apirophobia. A-P-E-I-R-O Phobia Apirophobia From ancient Greek Infinite boundless Is the phobia of infinity and or eternity Causing discomfort and sometimes panic attacks Yeah It normally starts in adolescence or earlier And is currently not known How it normally develops over time Apirophobia may be caused by Existential dread about eternal life Or eternal oblivion Following death Due to this, it is often connected with excess, uh, thanato- I'm sorry, thanatophobia, thanatopia, phobia, fear of dying. Sufferers commonly report feelings of derealization, which may cause the perception of a dreamlike or distorted reality. Existential OCD may sometimes be the cause of obsessive thoughts about if infinity or eternity, which can lead to trigger apirophobia so the more you know wow yeah wow very crazy concept 
Anything else you want to add, honey? I look forward to the glorious infinity that is existence, and we will see where it goes, how it ends. We don't know. Yeah, I I heard somebody say this on something recently, and I, I guess I'm kind of stealing it from that person, but it's fine because it was it was said to kind of cause com- to to comfort people, but basically the idea of it was, yeah, you know one day we'll all die and that's part of life and we all have to realize that and in in theory that'll happen but we can take comfort that we have a lot of things and a lot of videos and a lot of a lot of doom scrolling and a lot of (laughs) information gathering to do yeah And that's what we'll continue to do for you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, click the links in the description. Zanzizi Podcast. Couldn't thank you anymore. You guys have been awesome. I can see the numbers going up. It's great. Have fun. Stay busy. Yes. Have fun. Keep going. Keep learning. Have fun. Stay busy. Keep learning. Tell us what you think of Infinity and what you would do if you met multiple versions of yourself and and uh yeah you know what i asked my daughter amelia what she would do uh and i I do this very often with her um you know i'm like you don't have to have all the answers you're only 16 your 20 year old self do you think that she would consult her 16 year old self Uh, in fact what would you do right now if you could talk to your 11 year old self and she's like oh my gosh i would tell her not to wear that and i would slap her in the face (laughs) saying that she was not being great like wow that is not kind to yourself my dear Hey, I say always be kind to yourself. You're always a work in progress. Keep going into infinity and beyond. Mm -hmm. We love you. Bye. Walk by rain.
Ready as a goat. 